Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, if you missed yesterday's show, I really want to encourage you to go take a look at it. I had Michelle Miniman and uh, Matt McDonald from the Coast Coliseum on I had unprecedented access behind the scenes for the recent Judd's concert, and I got to see what it it takes to pull off a major concert like that. And as I said, it's a well-oiled machine. It's organized chaos to watch uh, Michelle and Matt work with their team and contractors and the the road crew for the artist and the intermediary for the promoter. And I mean, just gosh, it's, it's, it's a big deal. You know, to think about the kind of the infrastructure improvements they've made at the Coliseum to make it so that big acts like the Judds can come in. And of course, Martina McBride was with her uh, to, to, to come in and be able to set up and do it properly and be able to use all of their equipment. In fact, you know, not having some of that infrastructure uh, would not enable some concerts to actually get here. And to see that in action, I actually posted a video at the Coast View. Uh, Ricky Matthews site if you want to go watch that video kind of a behind the scenes view of things and then uh, to have this conversation yesterday with Michelle and Matt and go through it all. It's a great reminder what it takes to make an economic engine like the Coast Coliseum work the kind of leadership, the kind of employees the kind of dedication, the kind of hours, and you know, the turnaround to think that this huge concert with the Coliseum packed with people uh, within a 12 hour period was converted back to uh, a hockey rink and it's just incredible. I mean, think about the the work that it takes to, to do that and to see it personally. I've always known that it was going on, but in my retirement days these days, I actually have time to go enjoy something like that and see what it takes. And so go take a look at it. You can go to the YouTube page for Super Talk Mississippi or to the Super Talk Gulf Coast Facebook page or to the uh, Coast View Ricky Matthews page and, uh, and watch that show. By the way, thank you for engaging the show. I'm, I'm, I continue to get very positive feedback from people, and um, you know we're celebrating Coastal Mississippi and the tone of this show. I think people really enjoy that, and it's my pleasure to bring it to you. And I'm getting more from it than I'm giving. Believe me, it's a great opportunity for me to connect, and I've really enjoyed it. So now let's shift gears. I'm really pleased to have my friend Craig Ray back, who's executive director for Mississippi, uh, Visit Mississippi. They have responsibilities for for tourism promotion in this state. He works with an awesome board, and uh, he's done an incredibly good job in this role. He's been a regular regular uh, guest here on Coast View. But anyway, Craig or C. Ray, it's great to have you back, my friend. Thank you, Ricky. As always, it's great to be on the show and talk about everything tourism. I appreciate your story you just shared about the Coliseum. I appreciate what goes into all of our big events here in the state. I've been very involved in production work over the years, and it's it's amazing what goes on behind the scenes too to pull off a big show, and it's it, it's always a, a big part of what we do too. So, yeah, uh, one, always one of the things on the show. Yeah, one of the one of the benefits of getting closer to Steve Azar has been, and of course he has a show here on Super Talk called In a Mississippi Minute. He's a singer-songwriter, as you well know. He's a music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. But one of the things about getting to know Steve is 
is you know, learning from him just how the business model has changed for artists. You know, for people like Steve, who's also a songwriter, that that gives him a bit of a leg up because he's writing the songs, he's performing the songs. But the world is different. People don't go out and buy a CD the way they used to. They they listen to streaming services. So the the uh, the the concert side of the equation has to be more successful these days. I mean, there's there there are more there's more innovation innovation happening there with dynamic pricing and 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 artists having more control over certain things that happen at an event that have to do with how they raise money. But um, but it is it is important, and so the so stakes are higher in the concert arena these days, aren't they? Well, they are. A, you know, another component of to these major shows, which has always been there, but even more more important now is the merchandise. Because people, you know, you go to a concert, you want to buy the hat or the T-shirt or the mug or something, but not as prone to do that if you're at home watching it on Streamline or what, whatever. So the merchandise and the tour and everything that goes along with it is very, very important to touring agents and touring artists these days, probably now more than ever. Yeah, for the judge, and in particular the judge because of Naomi's passing, one of the things that the band actually controlled was a space that was designed for VIP members of the band to be able to go to this special place. And listen, man, the way they had it set up was really incredible. They had, uh, it felt like a little mini museum. They had uh, multiple dresses that Naomi wore in various concerts and other memorabilia there, tables to set up, uh, refreshments. And, of course, I think uh, at some point, Winona went into the room and talked to the group, and they got a a really special opportunity there. But you see a lot more of that in concerts. And you mentioned merchandise, man. The, the The people buying merchandise, I was blown away. And and I actually got a got a, a look into the kind of money that's involved in that, and it is significant. I mean, it is it's a big part of the overall revenue model that you that you uh, focused on there, and you couldn't be more right about that. You know, they're not even as I mean, the artists usually get eighty to eighty five percent of of the take on merchandise, but the local venue, just using the Brandon Amphitheater as an example, if you're getting ten or fifteen percent of the merchandise, that's a big big chunk of the evening too for them too so yeah so that in-person experience is what people prefer and it, it's uh but it has to be done right and, and 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 so it's always good to hear these backstage listen mississippi has a unique place in music history on so many fronts you and i talked about this many times whether it be blues or rock and roll or country uh, unbelievable history. Our our contributions culturally to the world, literally to the world, are undeniable, and you've captured that in different ways. The Grammy Museum, of course, and the Blues Trails and the other trails that are part of that. Um, you know, one of the people that is really, really a significant part of that history is Jerry Lee Lewis, and you knew him, and uh, unfortunately passed recently. He he was he he will always have a major puzzle piece in the in the historic pitch, picture of Mississippi music, won't he? Absolutely. I mean, even though he was born right across the river of Natchez uh, in Fairdale, uh, Louisiana, uh, it's if you've ever been there, it's literally just right across the river. And he played his first gig at 14 in Natchez at, a, I think, at one of the bars there in town. And then after he moved a- away, he's literally lived... 90% of his life in Mississippi in Nesbitt, which is up near 
Memphis and on his farm that he has there. And, but he's a, a big part of our history, not only rock and roll, but uh, right before he passed away, was just voted into the Country Music Hall of Fame with uh, many other Mississippians that are in there. We have more artists from Mississippi in the, in the Country Music Hall of Fame than any other state per capita. And he is one of those. And he was uh, voted in literally, I, I think, a week or so before his passing at, at the age of 87. And they were 87 hard years, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, his, uh, his lifestyle and, and the music that he developed and, and the tours and just everything about him, his legend will live on forever. He was an amazing individual. And we actually, in December 19th of 2019, uh, right, right before COVID, we we had uh, we were honored to induct him into our country music trail. And so that was uh, a great time. He, he had just recovered from the stroke. And he, as we allow any of our living artists, whether it's blues or country or our riders trail or civil rights trail, we, we allow the individual or, or the institution to choose where the marker would be. And if they're alive, obviously it's even better. So Jerry Lee wanted it to be at his farm where we were going to have his marker. It is open to the public. Uh, you, you can sign up for tours of his house. He's moved out to a condominium like right down the hill. But his son from his sixth wife <laughs> runs the house. It is literally just his house open where he used to live. I mean, there's no like rope and stanchion or anything. You just go in and see the room where he, you know, his his piano and his bar where he used to record and write all of his stories in the room where he would lock himself in for months at a time watching old western movies and go on drinking binges and write music it, it, just this really eclectic unique place and in the end ricky he wanted to have the event in his house in the living room by his piano so of course we said yes <laughs> so we we moved everything inside. It was just a small elite group of people from Marty Stewart, Governor Bryant, Steve Azar was there with me, myself, Marty Stewart, uh, members of the media from Memphis, and just a handful of his other bodyguards and personal friends that were there. And he hadn't spoken in months. He was recovering from a stroke, so we weren't expecting anything from him. But when Marty Stewart, uh, who who had been on tour with him as like a, a, a grandson to him. He, he just, he played a song that he wrote for that day for uh, Jerry Lee. And Jerry Lee started singing with him. It was like the ghost, this legend, hadn't spoken in months from his stroke. And he sang like he was 18 years old playing with Marty. It was just... What a, what a, what a... What a special, what a special story. Uh, this is Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. See you on the other side. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Craig Ray. We know him as C. Ray. He's head of the Visit Mississippi, and uh, they have tourism marketing they're responsible for for the state of Mississippi as part of the MDA. He's a great friend of the show. He's a good friend just in general. I've known, I've known C. Ray for, for many years. When we went to break, we were talking about this special induction ceremony that they had at uh, Jerry Lee Lewis's home, his, his farm up just south of Memphis. And uh, Marty Stewart's singing the song, and after having had a stroke, they didn't expect Jerry Lee Lewis to actually say anything or do anything, but he started singing with them. It was a magic moment, and I saw I saw some video and some some uh, pictures from that day. Um, you know, I mean, you're literally in that moment. You probably, if you can take into the full scope of Jerry Lee Lewis's impact on music, you really felt like you were in in a living museum in that moment, didn't you? Oh, we sure did. I mean, he's Marty's sitting at the stool of his famous grand piano and the bar that's in the same room where he used to just, you know, shoot his gun and throw knives at the wall. You know, he'd have his crazy moments. And but it was like all, all of his gold records were on the wall. And it was just this amazing historic moment. He was so moved that the governor of the state and, and the, the country music trail and Marty would recognize him. And all, all of his close friends were there and some of the stories that were told. And it literally motivated him to be active in this process that a week later, he goes to Nashville after recovering from a stroke and finishes a gospel album that he started before his stroke. And I don't know that it's been released yet, but so that takes place, that happens. And so he's on our country music trail, which I think it was number 34 of our 36 or seven that that we do now have on our trail. And so I would encourage anybody, if you're adding to some unique travel around the state, not only visiting all of our markers, but uh, the Jerry Lee Lewis marker at his ranch, which will now probably like Graceland, uh, I believe he's going to be buried there, will be a, a shrine and a place to go and see a kind of a unique travel place for Mississippi as our Blues Trail and Country Music Trails and our Riders Trail and Freedom Trail. We try to make them come alive, not only through marketing and stories, but through apps and websites. And so this is another one of those. He was an amazing artist. And actually, he played for us at a couple of our Grammy events. And just, you know, you feel like you're in, in the presence of someone. And with Marty Stewart in the same room, too, just... Someone that's so blessed, uh, yeah, talents, and so proud to be from Mississippi. Speaking, speaking of the trails, America's, as you've often said, America's largest outdoor museum. What a what a special thing that is! And uh, by the way, one last point: uh, when when it was reported that he had died, a friend of mine turned toward me and said, "Man, I had no idea he was still alive because yeah. he, had, as you pointed out, lived he lived a full life to say the least." Yes, people people just. You know, we're, some were just surprised that he was still hanging in there after all those years. So he was a pretty resilient man, wasn't he? He was, and he was the last man standing, as the old photo of him, you know, the famous photo I've got here in my office with, with Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, and Jerry Lee Lewis at Sun Studio. And you look at all the rock and roll artists, everybody, I believe, uh, Little Richard has passed, so Jerry Lee was the last one standing yeah. era. Yeah, at eighty-seven years old. So, yeah, it's um, it was it was a blessing that he lived here and, and blessed all the all the music uh, 
lovers because he was a special special guy left left us all with a legacy of great music to listen hey before we leave music um i had the the pleasure of having steve azar on my super talk outdoors show the other day i did a little bit of an outdoors diversion although we actually talked a bit about outdoors with steve as well because greenville is in the heart of the delta uh this time of year as the farmers are beginning to finish up their their uh you know you're taking their crops out and harvesting and then you've got all these, you know, converting to getting ready for duck season and and, and deer hunting season. And I mean, it's literally an ultimate and massive changing of the season in the Delta. And, and Steve's right at the heart of it. And he's written so many cool songs about towns across the Mississippi Delta. And uh, and I listen to that, that particular album all the time, the Mississippi Reunion. What a what a great album it is. Um, but we had a we had an awesome conversation. You know, you mentioned you mentioned. You know distinctions. Uh, you when you think about his uh, his collaboration with Cedric Burnside on on uh, on Coldwater, what a beautiful, amazing song that is. Sort of an anthem to the pandemic, and then of course Kingfish. We've talked about him before. This incredible young talent and what he's doing. And these guys are traveling internationally. They both recently got a Grammy. Um, there's no shortage of people in this state to celebrate. That's for sure. But one of the people to celebrate is my friend Steve Azar. Your friend Steve Azar. Because with his song, One Mississippi, the new state song for the state of Mississippi, one of the things he told me about on Super Talk Outdoors is when he goes and does a concert some other places outside of Mississippi, certainly this happens in Mississippi for sure, but he'll usually hold it to the end. He's usually introduced as not only the, all the things that he's done, but also the fact that he wrote the state song for Mississippi. And he plays it at the end, and he said, it doesn't matter what state he's in, people stand up and they applaud, and they, they're caught up by the story and the beauty of the song and the, the, the way this, this, this song tries to tell every dimension of what makes Mississippi great. Um, I'm still, I still look at that. And it, by the way, it's a theme song for my show, Super Talk Outdoors, and I'm super proud to have it. Um, but, man, it's great to see people appreciating that song. And then by... By association, Steve getting the incredible attention he deserves. It's it's such a full embodied, wonderful song. I, I was, as I had shared with you uh, for the show, that I was on a call with with uh, Governor Bryant and and Steve. And Steve had written this song, which we had asked him to do, you know, for the bicentennial year and what you know how how we could bring this out. And hearing him sing it from his kitchen table with a cup of coffee just to kind of plant seed what he was thinking and i could tell right then that that it was the song it just it touched on every part of the state he sang through the whole state all the regions and 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 you could just feel it from his heart from the delta but you could just through the words and every time i hear it it just it gets better uh, it, it really it gets better as he's performed it and singing it when he when he performs with uh grade school students and at and at concerts and it, it's 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 a great song and many many states have ballads and poems and songs it's great that we we have this new song and at the right time for mississippi and it's it's uh i'm, I'm glad that steve was able to write that song because he, he he's the right guy at the right time and it, it it is a fun song to listen to very very proud of mississippi when you hear it 
I'm uh, proud to be associated with him, and and I know that you guys go back a long way. Um, he has been gracious in his acceptance, continued acceptance, acceptance I might add, of being designated the music and cultural ambassador for the for the state of Mississippi. Um, you know, I get, I'll give some people who don't know Steve very well. I'll give you something to think about. Um, go to YouTube and look up the documentary "Something in the Water." It's a documentary that he did with the Kingsmen, and uh, he he did it up in Indianola. And his son, who by the way, his son just recently produced a, a new a new movie that and wrote a new movie that's getting a lot of accolades right now. In fact, that Steve sent it to me, and I'm I'm looking forward to to, to watching it. But um, but it's a great it's a great um, 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 documentary about working with the Kingsmen. And, um, and and the whole story. I mean, it, it gives you great insights into how Steve thinks and the kind of people that he surrounded himself with. He is um, he is he's there for all people, man. And that's what I love about him. I don't think he has he's ever met a stranger that he didn't love. I don't think there's anyone. I've never heard any anybody ever say anything about Steve that was anything other than, man, he just loves life and loves people. I mean, that describes him, doesn't it? It sure does, and the the documentary or, or the song that you're referring to was just quite special, and that was filmed at BB King's uh, Blues Club, and and to have the band and some other members there with him and his son to produce the show, it it's really fits in so well with the album that that he wrote, but it brings in uh, the Delta and BB King and, and and the whole story, which so much of what Steve has produced over the years has been about the Delta. I mean, yeah. all the cities of the Delta and life in Mississippi. So I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying um, the song that he's written for the state. Very happy. Well, um, I, I mean, thank you for, for, for making sure that I, I, I said the Kingsman, but I didn't say B.B. King. And it was a great, there's a great moment in that, in that uh, documentary where one of the members, one of the guitar players go actually over to the, literally over to the museum and gets bb king's famous guitar and brings it back and tunes it up and it becomes sort of a feature of one of the songs but it's uh again it's, it's called something in the, there's as if there's something in the water and uh you should look it up on youtube you, you'll really be glad you did it's a great story of, of the blues and what's going on in the music world of, of mississippi really really good stuff hey when we come back we'll continue our conversation with uh, C. Ray, Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. We'll see you after this. Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm my friend Craig Ray. I know him as C. Ray. He's the director for... Visit Mississippi, which is responsible for tourism marketing, a subsidiary of the Mississippi Development Authority. And 
He's really good at what he does, and he's a great friend of the show. Hey, listen, before we move too far away from uh, this, I remember during the break that I wanted to mention something to you. Um, on my show, Super Talk Outdoors, I almost weekly say this. It plays at mo- uh, every Monday at noon. And the thing that I say is that Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. Now, you may go find certain segments of of hunting or fishing or the outdoors is better in other states, but you're not going to find another state that has the collection of activities from saltwater fishing to freshwater fishing to uh, hunting in the Delta, Mississippi Delta, to the largest undammed waterway in the, in the entire continental United States when you consider Pascoola River Complex. And I could just go on and on. But, you know, I had the opportunity recently on the Primo Speak the Language podcast, which has been downloaded over a million times, I might add, with Lake Pickle. Uh, and on that national program to people from Iowa and Michigan and Alabama and New Mexico and Arizona, I made my case for why Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. And for someone like Lake, who's been all over, uh, and he's, of course, from Mississippi, has pride in Mississippi, but... You know, it, it, it's a hell of a case to make. And, you know, you think about the music scene and the, you know, the casinos on the coast and in, in Tunica. And you think about all these opportunities to enjoy the beaches and the water and great state parks. You can add to that the, the great outdoors as one of Mississippi's claims to fame. You're not you're I mean, when you do your role, you don't have a shortage of things to focus on, do you? Well, we sure don't when you talk about just if we're just talking about outdoor right now and outdoors as we are in the middle of the pandemic and and came out of it all of our outdoor numbers like some other states but specifically mississippi just all went through the roof not that they weren't in a bad place anyway but when you say outdoor that's hunting fishing biking uh golfing um walking trail walk trail hiking you know all, all the different folks of outdoor to include visiting our trail markers you know so all this outdoors but our you know maybe one i know we use the word secret on the coast but a secret for the state and, and really not intentional by any means is just the quality of the hunting and fishing and and all the outdoor activities that, that you just shared that are available here in mississippi and I'm really excited to see the focus on the the rebuild and the redo of our state parks and really putting some money into our parks so we can really start promoting them again at a high level to promote the hunting and the fishing, the gaming, the outdoor gaming, not not indoor yeah. gaming, yeah. Uh, that we have available. So I'm, I'm really excited about the, the focus there and, and for shows like yours that really, really talk about it because, boy, it's uh, what we have to offer is really something special. Yeah, it's easy to take it for granted. And I, I, you know, I grew up saltwater fishing. I spent most of my adult life enjoying the Mississippi Delta. As you know, I, I lease three farms up there now. And it's just, I love spending time there. Uh, as I get older, I think, you know, I, I talk about this on Coast View a lot. It, we, we, we don't, we get busy in our lives and we don't live in the moment. You know, we can't do anything about yesterday and we shouldn't worry too much about tomorrow. I, I do think that the older we get, the more we soak up the moment. And and as I travel across the state and have time to think about it, when you're a CEO, you don't get much time to think about anything other than what you're doing in your company. You're kind of a monomania on a mission. But when I'm out today and I take it all in, 
man, I can, you know, I can, I'll stand toe to toe with the best of them. You give me the best representative of tourism in any state in this nation, and I'll stand toe to toe with them, and I'll get, I'll debate them, and we'll let some uh, some objective parties evaluate who's going to win. And I'm going to beat them every time. And I'm going to tell you the reason I'm going to beat it is because I have a passion for the state. But more importantly, we have it. We bring the goods, man. I mean, you add it all up. It's incredible. And, you know, I think it's cool that you also added, and it's the reality in the outdoors arena, the outdoor trail markers. And no matter what activity someone's going to be involved in, if they'll just tap into the outdoor trails that you have done on so many important dimensions, there's going to be markers near them. And that'll make that part of their visit. And then what that's going to do is it's going to make them curious about, now, where are the other markers? And could that create some more opportunities for me to travel other parts of the state that I haven't been to? I think, for example, it's cool that Jerry Lee Lewis said, I want the market at my farm. Yeah. What a cool thing. Yeah. It's, going to, it's going to force people up into North Mississippi and get to see it through his eyes. And I just think that's cool. But I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm obviously passionate about it, but the reality is, when you, you know, Santana, the editor of the Sun Herald used to say, it also has the incredible benefit of being true. <laughs> so right. it makes it makes a big difference. So, but I'm not alone in having that passion. You see people like this all the time, don't you? Sure do. And Ricky, we've been fortunate with uh, the way that we're set up now with our dedicated funding and having additional advertising dollars for the state. It's allowed us to step into other areas other than your traditional advertising but specifically just using as an example we've had this our second year to be on fox sports south and been a part of the let's fish show and they've we've had crappie fishing bass fishing back bay deep water fishing on their shows so they've been in grenada they've been to greenville they've been to vicksburg they've been to the coast and to see those shows on Fox Sports South, and they're really great shows, you know, if you're a fisherman. That I yeah. Was, but we're we're able to do some outdoor outdoor commercials and some other looking at some other hunting and fishing opportunities, and really getting into that world for marketing and advertising. Which, you know, we we didn't have the budget for that before, but now we're able to expand because it is an important part of our tourism portfolio. Is if you look at the hunting and fishing numbers that come to our state and the licenses that are out of state licenses that are purchased to come and enjoy what we have to offer, they're exponential. And and so we feel like really, uh, and also I mentioned too, on outdoor includes golf too. So yeah. golf fits in that category. So in our golfing advertising and our, and our marketing, we're, we're tending more uh, trade shows for hunting and fishing and just got back from big crappie show in Branson, Missouri last week. We had three or four reps for our state that went over to this three-day trade show to talk about crappie fishing and looking to host that event in, in Mississippi, if not next year, the year after their, their show. They usually have it in Branson, but we're looking at it here in the state. So we're, we're able to get into some of those markets to help do what you're doing uh, and do what we're supposed to be doing. And which is to promote the whole state. and so. I think then there's, a, there's a lot of legs there. And, and lastly, I'll just say you, the, 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 the line that I love is capital of the outdoors. And I, I hope somebody tries to prove me that we're not. Because all that's going to do is create an, an, an awareness of the situation when they, when they weigh in. 
So yeah, anyway, that's that's cool. So thanks for having that part of the conversation with me. Hey, listen, we missed you at cruising this year. Yeah, uh, you were you were on an important trip, but cruising, dude. I of course every year we've been together at Town Green for the Super Talk live remote, and you get to spend a lot of time with Woody Bailey and that team. But man, the weather on a scale of one to ten, the weather was a twenty. Wow. I mean, it was unbelievable, and he hit records. I mean, records, a record number of restaurants in the midst of a of inflationary times and high gas prices. And my 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 thought is that if people went to two events, this event was unique because you actually got to cruise in your car. They picked this event over that other event, and that's one of the reasons why we did so really really well. But we missed you. But I know you're proud of it, aren't you? I, I'm. I I think this might have been the first cruising I've missed in eight years, and it was I, I knew following the weather, and I've been staying in touch with Woody leading up to the event, and saw the number of entries and some of the talent was coming in with Jay Leno and the Beach Boys, and and just the numbers that we were seeing that it was going to be a great event, and it's hard to even the numbers that we have, we know they're conservative, you know you you can't count the thousands of people that just drive in to, to watch the cruising. You know, there's no tickets purchased for a lot of uh, the viewers, but we know it's over 100,000 people probably daily for a week. And we see the hotel room numbers and see the entrance of where they're all from. It's just, I mean, everybody dreams in, in my world, every state tourism director dreams of having a cruise on the coast to have a signature event other than SEC football or football games, but having your own event that you created organically that Woody and team has done for the coast and how special it is. And it can only get better. I mean, at some point, you can only have so many cars come in. But but uh, I, I hated missing it, but I, I, I was on a foreign mission. We were in Germany, Belgium, and France um, with uh, 27 other participants from around the South that were going to trade shows, meeting with travel agents and tour operators, and that was the ambassador of Belgium, talking about the South, international travel to the South. We talked about cruising, what a great event it would be for our international travelers to come and see this very event. So, we're visiting me, with Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. Yeah, we're visiting with Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. When we come back on the other side, we will have a great final segment and talk about why that international audience is so important. It's real. It's very real. We'll see you after this. Also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa. Open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm my friend Craig Ray, C. Ray from visit Mississippi with us. And when he we went to break, we're talking about the reason that he missed cruising the coast is because he was. Uh, taking sort of a multi-country tour of meeting with you know key people uh, to sell their wares, and I guess you had a, a contingent of folks. You can tell me who was on the trip, but you know I, I think it's important to remember this: that I had the last. Op- I think I'm probably the last person to interview long-form Bill Luckett from the Ground uh, Zero uh, Blues Club. He's Morgan Freeman's, as you you know him well. And, 
and unfortunately he died not long after he and I had an opportunity to talk. But Morgan Freeman and him had that, and of course they now have the Grand Blue Zero Blues Club here in Biloxi. But Bill told me that he could go in there and and no, I mean he just picked the day. It could be any day during the week, weekends. It didn't matter that any day he could walk into the Ground Zero Blues Club in Clarksdale and it, as many as 50% of the people in that room could be from not the United States. That's incredible. But you've known that for a long time, haven't you? Yes, indeed. And international travel to the state of Mississippi has been being developed since the late 90s and growing into the time as, as, as we grew as a uh, within our marketing opportunities internationally. Well, right before COVID, uh, I would say 2019, we had a record year of international travelers, 185,000, the best we could count. Those are very conservative numbers, 185,000 people. And those are travelers that stay one to two weeks in a location they choose, or maybe it's one week in Mississippi, one week in Louisiana, Tennessee, but they're here for two to three weeks on vacation to the United States in the South. Well, that represents 185,000 people. That's over $200 million in revenue and expenditures from them while they're here in Mississippi, and which is an amazing number. There's a lot of potential for growth there. So we as a state for three years during COVID were buckshot. We had zero international travelers, as did everyone else because they weren't traveling. So the importance of them coming back to the South and to Mississippi it is the the benefits that that uh, Bill Luckett was talking about, but having those people there are from our efforts over the years of staying in front of these travel agents and tour operators in Europe and around the country. We're in uh, Germany, uh, UK, France, all of Scandinavia, Australia, New Zealand. Um, we're we're in uh, Brazil. We're in Canada, we're in Mexico, uh, and and big big country of Japan and and Asia, just to name a few. But our, our biggest travelers are from Europe. I, I'm, that's our largest contingency, other other than Canada. So what we were doing in in Europe was we we have marketing reps in each of those countries that work for us specifically, but also work for Travel South that represents all 12 Southern states. So we market the South as a region knowing that those travelers have already been to Florida, New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, L.A. They've already visited the United States a couple times. Then they come to the South, and then they come back and back and back and back to the South. And so we're experiencing that. They're starting to come back now after COVID. But we're, we're uh, as, as you had shared with Bill Luckett, yes, you can go just about anywhere in the Delta, specifically Clarksdale. And, and any day of the week have maybe 10 to 15 different countries there. But it's really spreading through the state, to the Jackson market, to Natchez, Vicksburg, all, all through the Delta, to the coast, Hattiesburg. We're seeing the international travelers come back in large numbers and, and, and still just enjoy Mississippi as, as a part of their trip. So they're flying into other destinations like in New Orleans, Dallas, Memphis, or Nashville, Atlanta, and then they're driving into Mississippi. And so we're what? we're excited. And that, that's where I was. And we were actually promoting cruising the coast while we were there. You know, as, as but, that, but that's why that music part of the story is so darn important. Uh, the king of rock and roll, the king of blues, the father of country music, 
you think about their impact that they had on, you know, Robert Plant and Keith Richards and Bob Dylan and Eric Clapton, especially that connection has created this like British blues movement. And they feel a unique connection to the Delta, especially, but just to Mississippi in general. And people generally know about that. And it's a, and what that creates is, as I know that's not the only dimension, but that is a deep relationship, isn't it? It really is. And when we, when we promote the music week, well, you know, why, why would somebody want to come here? Just like we would want to go to, to Europe and visit where the, the king and the queen lives and you know, t- to visit their history. It is a part of our history, be able to go to Tupelo, go to Graceland, which is adopted in the Mississippi, go to anywhere in the Delta to Ground Zero and knowing that Morgan Freeman owns this place and there are you know, Sam Cooke lived here and Ike Turner. And, you know, that's a, a great part of history that, that the traveler likes to see on, on top of all their, of course, our cuisine and our music tourism overall in Mississippi is unbelievable. But the international market is, is special to Mississippi, the whole state. And that's something that we're really investing a lot of time and money. It's always interesting. We mentioned Kingfish earlier, Kingfish Ingram and, and others that go here we enjoy them, but there, when they go to Europe, <laughs> they get packed houses and standing ovations. It's incredible how much they appreciate our music. Anyway, listen, uh, boy, there's a lot to talk about. We'll have to come back together again. I want to tell the story of your presidential journeys when you worked for the Bushes, and I also want to zero in a little even more on, the, on sort of this international element and why it's important to Mississippi. You can talk maybe some numbers more more deeply than that, but we're out of time for today. It's been a pleasure, my friends. Great, for, great to catch up with you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for having me on the show. This has been Craig Ray from Visit Mississippi. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.